Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. This morning, I'll begin to speak to you about the power to make wealth. I want to just continue, because kind of, I've kind of been doing this, what I do on Sunday mornings. I kind of pick up on it Sunday night as well, before we receive our offering this evening. You know, when you see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, let us make men in our image, in our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. There are a lot of creeps on the earth. There's a lot of creeps. Most of them are in government, but there are a lot of creeps. But anyways, but we have authority over the earth realm. We have authority over the earth realm. Dominion. Everyone say dominion. So if, you, if you, somebody comes in, are you one of them dominionists? I don't know what a dominionist, but I just know that the blessing of the Lord gives us dominion. You know, I don't know what that is. Somebody asked me, are you one of them dominionists? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't answer those questions. I usually answer the question with a question, what do you mean by a dominionist? You know, you one of them Pentecostals? Uh, what do you mean? You one of them charismatics? What do you mean by that? Because I don't know what their concept of Pentecostal or charismatic is. It could be a crazymatic. And I don't want to just say yes because I don't know what they think it is. But anyways, we do have dominion. Come on, we say we have dominion. And that's actually what was lost. Dominion was what was lost in the fall of man. We didn't lose a religion. We lost dominion. We lost the ability to walk in authority and dominion over the earth realm. See, the earth realm was given to Adam, the... the, the title deed of the earth was given to Adam. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And, but he gave the title deed, or he gave, he basically leased to Adam for 6,000 years. Man has a lease, and the lease is going to run out. When the lease runs out, the master will come to live in the house. That's the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. He's coming back a second time. But the, there was a lease given, and of course... The devil came and he's a squatter. You know, he, he took over the lease. He tricked Adam and Eve to let him in as a thief. And he has taken over the lease. And of course, mankind has lost dominion. Now, I say mankind because we're not just mankind. The believers are God kind. Yes. Mankind has lost dominion. The believers, God kind has dominion restored according to Romans 5.17. Those who have received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will rule and reign in this life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So the reign, the rule, the dominion has been restored through Jesus Christ. That's how we can cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, exercise authority over sickness and disease. Amen. And we can exercise authority also over money because money is in the earth realm. It's natural. We have... Authority. That's how you could see that's Jesus exercised dominion not only over the storm, but he exercised dominion over the five loaves and the two fish. He exercised dominion over the fish by putting a coin in the fish's mouth. You see, he exercised, he turned the water into wine because he exercised dominion over the earth realm. We can exercise dominion over the earth realm. Hallelujah. 
and the enemy tries to hide this from the church so the church doesn't understand that they have access to the power to make wealth. Now, in verse 26, Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image. And then in 27, let us create, or God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Dominion. And the word blessing, it's a very interesting word. In the Hebrew, it's the word baruch. Barak. It means to kneel before or to bow before. So if you read it in the literal sense, it says God kneeled before or bowed before Adam. But of course, there's an understood meaning. Why do you kneel before or bow before someone? Now, we don't necessarily do that now in the Western culture, but you come from other cultures like our culture. We, you know, we bow to kiss the hand of our elders and touch our foreheads. So if you can put me on the camera here, maybe. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. That's how we honor our elders. It's, it's to bow and to honor. And so when you lower yourself, you're raising the other one up. That's what honor is. Right? So basically God honored Adam. Authorized him. So the blessing is the Lord crowning you with glory and honor. And you walk in dominion and power and authority. Adam had that dominion, power, and authority, but he was tricked into bowing to Lucifer through deception. So how does the enemy gain advantage over the believer? It's through deception. So that's why all these false doctrines and deceiving doctrines of devils and that come through deceiving spirits into the church, one of them is the poverty doctrine. The teaching that, you know, poverty is a virtue. You don't want money. It's dirty. It's filthy lucre. Don't touch money. And then guess what happens? Then the devil has it all. And the people serving him have it all. And they finance their wicked and demonic agendas while the church has to go have brownie sales to pay the light bill. We've been told to stay out of business. We've been told to stay out of government. That's why we do Kingdom Business Fellowship here, because we're empowering Christians to build kingdom businesses and prosper. You don't want to miss Tuesday night. Miguel Delgado is going to come. Six years ago, he had $200 in his pocket. Now he's running a company valued over $100 million. So I think you should probably come and hear from him and have him lay hands on you. And he was just like you. With $200 in his pocket, he had been in sales he was kind of had left because he was burned out and he was sitting in a service crying out to the Lord and the Lord spoke to him. He said, will you receive what I give you? I've offered to others. They didn't receive it. And then he received it and the Lord dropped an idea in him, connected him with another person, got into business, built this company now, you know. And so why not you? Why can't God do something? 
The only thing that qualified him was he just made a deal with the Lord. Lord, if you would just use me, I will fund the end time harvest. I'll build it because he had been around other companies that were run by Christians, but he saw the money taking them out. And, and so he was just saying, Lord, if you'll bless me, it won't distract me. Now, you can make that promise. You'll be tested in it. He'll be tested. Everybody will be tested. So you have to stay the course. But this word, let us make man in our image, is the same word that's used in Deuteronomy 8.18 where it says, do not forget the Lord your God. You know, when you've been blessed, don't say that it is the might of my own hand that has gotten me this wealth. Do not forget the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth. So it's a little bit different than creating wealth, making and, and there's a lot of discussion because two different words are used. Let us make man, and then God created man. Well, man was made from the earth, but God created him in his spirit. So it was the earth realm and the, the heavenly realm combined in Adam. And that's exactly what we see in the second Adam, Jesus. 100% man, 100% God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word... The eternal word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And today we are the word that's made flesh. We are living epistles. We are living Bibles. When the word is alive in us and we live the word, the, word, we are, the living word is manifested in our lives. And when we take God's word and we live it, we manifest it. Amen. And then the, the power of the word of God begins to produce results when you believe it when you speak it when you do it the word becomes alive otherwise it's just dead letter in a book but then when you live it when you breathe it when you believe it you speak it you're walking out it becomes alive and the word of God is alive quick and powerful hallelujah it's a it, this thing is powerful so there's power in the word to create. So man was made from the earth. From dust you came, to dust you shall return, physical body. But on, when God breathed it into his nostrils, <sighs> the breath of life, he became a living soul. He, and, a, and a spirit was created in him. So, and the word that's used for power to make wealth is the word make. That means Obviously, we don't have the ability to create wealth like you can't say it's just a money bee. Do you understand me? But obviously, there's the miraculous working of God where, where literally money can be created like he created money in the fish's mouth. Do you understand me? But most of the time, it's going to be God giving you the anointing and the strategy to make wealth. You're going to have to produce. You're going to have to do something. And so, and you look at people in the world, I mean, they don't know these things, but they go out there, they work hard, and they produce, and I was talking about the guy this morning, you know, <laughs> the, the toilet brush king. He invented, I guess, a special kind of a toilet brush, and he made hundreds of millions of dollars with a crappy idea. But he did. Amen. So, you know, why can't God give you an idea? 
if you make yourself available and then you know mr george what are you making all those videos now what just tell me it's okay this month eight thousand dollars come here tell the story i mean this is just ridiculous listen to this have you seen his mr george videos who's seen his mr george videos Tell, tell us when this whole started, like a couple of months ago. Tell us the whole thing. So, yeah, in uh, October, I believe, um, I had got an email from Facebook saying they wanted me to add my bank account info to pay me $95. I was like, uh, I had to check out the email, the company, to make sure it wasn't a scam. And then uh, I had a bank account that didn't have any money in it, so I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. So I added my bank account about a week later, <clears throat> the money hit. So I was like, all right, that's pretty cool, 95 bucks. And at the time, you know, our business was, we were in a little dip, I would say, and uh, things were tight. And uh, so I kept posting uh, on my Facebook Reels. At the time, I had maybe 800 followers. And um, I started posting of our living water machine. I post every day about my keto transformation. And uh, I was having a pretty rough day one day, and I just said, you know what, these stupid water videos aren't doing anything. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, one of those water videos went viral, two million views. I had hundreds of comments. So then through the, the holidays, um, we sold about 10 water machines in a week, in two weeks. So God turned all that around right away. Yeah. And then my following jumped up from 800 to 80,000 now. And so more people are seeing it. And I was driving to church, and there was one, there's this funny guy that I watched his, uh, his podcast, and he's just sharing how people should go to work and enjoy their job and, and not always be in, you know, strife or just, you know, not going, wanting to go do what they want to do. So he makes fun of his workers, and he picks up the phone and calls a boss that his name's Mr. George. And he's like basically telling on his workers that they're taking a too, lunch, too long of a lunch break or whatever. So it's funny. His voice is funny. He's a Mexican guy. So I took his voice and put it on a funny video one day, and it went viral. 24 million views. So everybody started calling me Mr. George on Facebook. <laughs> Mr. George. And then, but not only that, like there's people reaching out because they see that you know, I come to church, and I'm about God, ketones, health, wealth, and uh, so I end up getting people saved through Facebook, I'm ministering to people, and people are reaching out that they are struggling with, you know, all kinds of things, and so it's turned into another <laughs> little ministry as well, and then, and so um, from that 24 million uh, views, the, the money went from $95 to $400 to $600 to $1,000 to $1,200 to $1,600. And then the last time I told you was 12. And then I showed my wife an email that came through and it said $8,000 are coming in this month. And that's just this week, $8,000. This month. This month, $8,000 from just those. $1,200 to $8,000. $1,200 to $8,000 from just. From just like literally 10-second video. Six to 10-second video. And he's sleeping and making money. Yeah. And so 
takes me about five seconds or ten seconds to make a video, about a minute, and then some of them are pretty funny. Pretty I just funny. wonder, these people have the so stupidest then, people on the planet. Yeah. How do you and, take a dump truck and drive it into a lake, <laughs> Mr. George? So, yeah. How much you pay for that guy? Twenty dollars? Twenty? Twenty? And so it's, it's stupid, but it is. And people like to laugh. And I just got a message just now, and she's and the lady said, "Thank you for your videos, for the love of God, and keep posting." And then now people are actually sending me videos to add the voice, so I don't go <laughs> have to go look for them. I'm making my job a lot easier. Can you bring me down just a tiny bit on the house? It's, Thank you. It's, it's been amazing, and God deserves it all because... Yeah. Wow, 8,000 bucks. Oh, so the, the way that happened, I wasn't earning off those videos, and I was coming here, me and Madison were riding to church, and I'm like, why am I not getting paid on these videos? I'm like, Madison, how do I get... Help me learn, I mean, help me understand why I'm not getting paid on here. And, she's just and that, looking at me. And she's 16. Yeah. And so we turn right there, and I'm like, I just asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, how do I earn off these Mr. George videos, and I just heard screen record. So I started screen recorded, recording a, vi a funny video, and then I add the voice, cut out the watermark, and I started getting paid for them. Wow, that's amazing. And that's only the beginning. I mean, just think about that. A, a silly idea could make you so much money. Create wealth. Hallelujah. Now everybody's going to try it. But it's not going to work for them because they got to have the anointing. And they got to have a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. So God's going to give you strategies to make wealth. So he's basically making wealth right now. He's creating some wealth for the family. It's not that much right now, but hey, it's better than nothing. Went from $95 to $8,000. Who could use an extra $8,000 a month? Of course you could. Amen. So, so think about that. Amen. Praise God. So why can't God give you an idea? You know? A Holy Ghost hamburger idea. Imagine the guy that invented a hamburger. I mean, come on. So... So the power to make wealth, this is the anointing, the ability, wisdom, strategy, hallelujah, glory to God. Now look at Proverbs chapter 22, verses 6 and 7. I know verse 6 is quoted a lot, and verse 7 is also quoted a lot, but these are actually connected. Verse 6 says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from his ways. But then right after that, it says, the rich rule over the poor, the borrower is a slave to the lender. So is it possible, which, of course, I'm, I'm telling you, that's exactly what God's trying to do. God's trying to teach us and tell us to train up our ch children to think, to understand that rich rule over the poor and borrower is a slave to the lender. So not to, to have a prosperity mindset. Teach our children young. You know, I had to renew my mind. I had to get all kinds of stinking thinking out of my head. But my daughter didn't have to. Because she didn't grow up in a household where we, we were always talking about lack and how hard it was. And we had to borrow more money. And the credit card is up to the limit, you know, I mean, you know, we were an immigrant family, you know, my parents worked two jobs, I mean, we were well off in Turkey, but 
we had the military coup and we lost everything. And my dad had to come here, start from scratch. Here's a man with a business degree, had to come to America, start washing dishes in a restaurant. But pretty soon he was running the restaurant in a few months. But I mean, we had to start from scratch as an immigrant family. So my teen, teenage years were from 13, you know, 12 and a half was when I came. So from 13, my teenage years to 18 was a lot of struggle, lack you know, we couldn't afford, I always heard, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, we can't afford this, too expensive, it's too, too expensive, we can't have it, we can't afford it. So you grow up that way, you grow up always in debt, you know, and so it does something for you. Then I went to college, had to get all these student loans, even though I had a scholarship, I had to get a whole bunch of student loans, still, and then you graduate with all these $50,000 worth of student loans. Now you got to pay off all these loans. Now you can't go chase after your dreams. And it's literally slavery. And that's actually what's happened with higher education in America. It's become a business. It's, not all, it's no longer really education. It's really just a business. People are graduating with stupid degrees in gender studies and underwater basket weaving. And then with $100,000 in debt. And now they're a slave. Bunch of stupid degrees that are given. Now, I mean, obviously, if you're getting a degree... You know, something that is going to really empower you with a skill, a technical skill that you can, you know, make a good career. But outside of that, most, most of them, they got a college degree. They're working at Starbucks because they got a degree in sociology and they're a barista now. I mean, what the heck? I mean, so what are they going to do? And they got to pay off all these student loans for the next 20 years. Now they're a slave. And, and the whole system is rigged. And it's become that way. It's rigged. And they actually rigged it. The whole globalists, way back, going back to the 50s, 60s, they got a hold of education. And, and, and the elite that run all the corporations and stuff, they work together to just say, we need to create a working class, a peasant class. It's like the Hunger Games. You know, you got the capital with the elite and everybody's a bunch of peasant class. That's the whole idea, really, honestly. The system is designed that way. So... And then that's what they're training the children in the schools to think that way. You need to just study hard, memorize all this garbage you don't need, just so you can just get, get a job and survive and pay bills or pay your debts or whatever. And so we need to start training our children with a prosperity mindset, put the anointing on them, train them at a young age to be, to be entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial and, and to not be a worker mentality, but to really be a business owner and to, to, to learn to invest, to learn to study out these things, that means you have to also renew your mind and study these things out and break the mindset, to break, the, the, break the cycle of poverty and lack in your family. I feel very strongly about this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because the rich rule over the poor, and the word rule means dominion, reign, and to subdue. Aren't we the, supposed to be the ones ruling? And doesn't the Bible tell us that we will, the blessing of the Lord makes us rich? And that means the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich is also the blessing that gives us dominion. So the blessing, wealth, and dominion, they're all tied together. And it comes from heaven. It's the heavenly empowerment of the Lord. Amen? <coughs> Hallelujah. And you know this one, Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks, so is he. So you've got to think. 
I read a book a long, long time ago. It's just a secular book, Think and Grow Rich. Back in the 90s, I, re- I used to read, you know, I think it was Napoleon Hill, you know. Think and Grow Rich. I mean, they were teaching you how to have a, you know, and then the rich dad, poor dad book. You got to read these things, you know. Develop your mind because it really is in your mind. You have to break that poverty mindset. It's a mentality. So you have to develop a prosperity mentality. And that's actually what 3 John 2 talks about, right? Dearly beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotions. Your soul prospers. That means your mind has to prosper. You have to have a prosperity mindset. You have to think wealth creation. You have to think success. You have to think. And as your mind grows, your wealth is going to grow. And you have to be educating yourself because the world's not going to educate you. The information you're going to be given is going to be designed to keep us or keep you basically as a subservient slave class. That's the whole idea. And that's what these elite, these globalists, they think that, you know, they're the smart ones and they should have all the wealth and everybody else. And that's why they want to reduce the world's population from 8 billion to 500 million because they don't want to feed all those people. And you hear them talking about population reduction, eugenics. Eugenics is a combination of two words, good genes. They believe that they are the smart ones and everybody else is stupid. And sheeple. But we're not sheeple because we got the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We, we have the divine nature on the inside of us. We have the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We have creative ability of God. We have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of us. We have that same breath that Adam received. <sighs> so we have the Holy Ghost. And, we, and the church has so, I'll tell you what, the church has so, most, much of the church has so completely discounted the Holy Ghost. They're so in the natural, they're so in their head, they become subservient to the world system, to the antichrist spirit. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But most Christians don't act like it. They don't think like it. They don't talk like it. We got to get a revelation of who lives on the inside of us. A big God lives on the inside of you. A mighty God lives on the inside of you. When you realize who lives on the inside of you, everything changes. When you get a revelation, that's why you got to pray those prayers in Ephesians 1 and 3 and Philippians 1 and Colossians 1. Man, you pray those prayers, you begin to, something begins to awake on the inside of you. Don't make me pray him now. I'm going to pray him just to spite the devil. Come on, lift your hands. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of Him by having the eyes of our hearts flooded with light so that we can know and understand the hope to which He has called us and we can know and understand how rich 
is his glorious inheritance in the saints and we can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us in Jesus mighty name that's Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 through 19 according to Amplified you take these prayers and pray them it's in our blog on our website second prayer this is in Ephesians 3 in the name of Jesus I pray unto the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah that he may grant us out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in our inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling our innermost being and personality I pray that Christ through our faith actually dwell settle down abide and make his permanent home in our hearts I pray that we may be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love I pray that we may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints the experience of that love what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it I pray that we may really come to know practically through experience for ourselves the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience I pray that we may be filled through all our being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy and totally filled and flooded with God himself glory then you got the one in, and that was Ephesians 3 16 through 19 and then we got Philippians 1 9 through 11 <coughs> in the name of Jesus I pray that our love may abound yet more and more <coughs> and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that our love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment I pray that we may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences I pray that we may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with a heart sincere and certain and unsullied we may approach the day of Christ not stumbling nor causing others to stumble I pray that we may abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the honor and praise of God that his glory may both be manifested and recognized and then we got the one in Colossians 1 9 through 13 in the mighty name of Jesus I pray and ask that we may be filled with the full deep and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom in comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and an understanding and discernment of spiritual things I pray that we may walk live and conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller deeper and clearer insight acquaintance and recognition I pray that we may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance patience perseverance and forbearance with joy 
We give thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints in the light. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control. See, out of the control and the dominion of darkness. And has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Or the dominion that Jesus has. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me, he said. And he's, I mean, we need to get a revelation. You pray these and something begins to change on the inside of you. And you, you begin to understand who you are in Christ. Amen. And you're no longer... I mean, if we have this unlimited power, surpassing greatness of his power in us, amen. And if, of course, according to Ephesians 3.20, which is right after the, the second prayer we prayed, and then it says, now, after that prayer, now, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. What kind of power? unlimited unlimited power mighty power that strengthens us in our innermost being so when we begin to draw from that power everything changes we begin to step into a realm outside of the natural and then we begin to have dominion over the earth realm and then we begin to speak we begin to speak the money now we're not serving money money serving us Most people are serving mammon, their money. They're serving money. Money serves you. You serve God, money serves you. When, you. when God is your master, money is your servant. When money is your master, then the devil, you end up serving the devil. So we have to develop this mindset. We have to teach our children, even at a young age, that the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave or servant to the lender. And if you look at it, all the elite, what are they in the business of? Lending. Lending money. All the big buildings downtown are always banks. And we think that, you know, this politician and that politician and whatever are the ones in charge. No, actually, it's the money changers that are in charge. The, runs, the, runs, the ones that run the finance system. Because in the world, money talks. Money answers all things. And so money answers all things. Guess what? If money answers all things in the world system, see, money is the equivalent in the natural of the anointing in the supernatural. Well, we have something that's greater than money, which is the anointing. They can take away all your money, but they can't take away the anointing. And if you got the anointing, you'll get it all back. So the anointing, the true riches, wisdom, worth more than rubies and gold and silver and diamonds. So we have this ability to draw wisdom from the Holy Ghost, supernatural wisdom, which of course we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, which I'm going to get back into here. What's one of the gifts of the Spirit? The word of wisdom. What is that? It's supernatural information about what? About the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Imagine if you know the future, how your business could be affected. You're investing. If you could know the future. When you have inside information. 
having insight into all things. Hallelujah. To ability, the ability to know things before they happen. What an advantage that is. Think about that. Hallelujah. So we've got to develop this mindset of prosperity. And don't be afraid of that word. I mean, you think in some places you just cussed. Prosperity. Prosperity. People just start freaking out, manifesting. Get used to it. It's your birthright. It's your birthright. Dearly beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Prosper in all things. Prosper. Come on, say, I'm going to prosper in all things. I'm going to be in health even as my soul prospers. So you can see even as your soul. So the prosperity of your soul will determine the financial prosperity in your life. Because as a man thinks, so is he. You know, if you, if, you only think, if you think you're only worth this much, then you're only worth that much. You have to begin to think big. Think and grow rich. Think and grow rich. Develop your mindset. Wash your mind from stinking thinking with the word of God. Don't listen to religious garbage. I mean, you got a whole, you got a whole group of Christians out there in the world that think that poverty is a virtue. That God wants us poor to keep us humble. That's the stinking devil that we're dealing with that has infiltrated the church. And then now you got, and of course, I mean, you got the whole vow of poverty, right? You know that the priests in the Catholic Church, they take a vow of poverty. Imagine taking a vow of poverty. And that's been now infused into the church for centuries. And even, even after the Reformation, most of the Protestants still adopted that vow of poverty. That's why we're taking a vow of prosperity here. Come on, say, I vow that I will prosper in all things and be in health even as my soul prospers. Welcome to this Presbyterian church. Hallelujah. First, Prosper First Presbyterian Church of West Palm Beach. <laughs> Mr. George, it's only the beginning. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Grab a hold of this in the spirit. 
Grab a hold of this in the spirit. Press in for these things. Believe God for these things. Somebody said, well, you know, is, that really, is it really that important? Yes, it's very important. It's very important that you prosper. The kingdom of God depends on it. Souls depend on it. Nations depend on it. Generations depend on it. It is a responsibility. We have a responsibility to prosper and fund the kingdom of God. Well, let somebody else do it. That's, the, that's no different than saying, well, let somebody else go win the souls. Why don't, why don't you do something about it? Lord, use me. The man was sitting in a meeting with $200 in his pocket. He said, Lord, use me. Six years ago. And then he comes. Now he's got a company worth over $100 million. That's that thousandfold I was talking about. To go from 200 to $100 million? The thousandfold. The thousandfold. Huh? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 11. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more. And bless you as he promised you. What does that thousandfold look like? That looks like thousand to me. Thousandfold looks like from going from two hundred dollars to a hundred million dollars. That's like a thousandfold every year. I mean, it's just crazy. Is it possible? Why not? Hallelujah. So, if you're in business, make it make it a kingdom business. Hallelujah. A business that advances the kingdom of God. That business becomes your ministry. And I like what he said. I'm not just making money. It's now opened up a whole new ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If a guy can become a multimillionaire with making toilet brushes. With a crappy idea. I read this story, it was, it, was about, it was over 100 years ago now, probably at the turn of the century in the early 1900s. This idiot that worked for the government patent office sent a memo to all the patent offices around the United States saying, don't receive any more patent applications. Everything that <laughs> will be invented has already been invented. Called him an idiot because that's basically what he is. What a moron. What a, what a narrow-minded person. Think about that. Everything, <laughs> everything that has, will be invented has already been invented. There's nothing new to, to patent, seriously. Look how much the world has changed since the early 1900s. People were literally still riding around in horse carriages. They hadn't even taken the first flight yet. And here we are all this time later. Think of all the things that are happening. The advances in technology and screen sh shooting a video and, and, and 
and pasting a, a voice recording on a six-second video makes you $8,000 a month. You can literally create millions just from this little thing right here now. This thing has more power than all the computers NASA used combined 100 times over to send the, you know, the Apollo missions, even the shuttle missions of the 90s. Think about that. The advancements that are taking place. And we have the Holy Ghost and we have the ability to be on the cutting edge, but the church is so stuck in religion and even the so-called modern-looking church is still stuck in religion because anything without the power of the Holy Ghost is religion. You can have all the lights, the smoke, you can have the LED walls, you can have the productions, but if you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's still religion. It's still religion. So I don't know what it's going to take you to get a breakthrough, but you're going to need to, you're going to, need to get on your face and seek God to see a breakthrough. Cry out to see a breakthrough. And, and the Lord, come and do a work on the inside of me. And come and speak to me. And come and show me a way. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself. And instead of, you know, having a pity party. Inviting demons of depression and discouragement. Just get on your face and cry out to God. And say, Lord, fill me with your power. Anoint me afresh with the Holy Ghost. Speak to me and raise me up in the power of the Holy Ghost to do something mighty for you. Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take somebody that's going to grab a, It's going to take somebody that's going to wrestle with God. I will not let you go until you bless me. pray tonight something gets stirred in your spirit to believe like you've never believed before and to break through and break out of your circumstantial evidence circumstantial evidence will not hold in a court of law and most people are making decisions based on circumstantial evidence but faith which is now is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the evidence that's going to create the next level in your life. Faith is the evidence that's going to create what God has designed for your life. Faith is what it's going to take for you to make wealth. And create something that's going to have ripple effects in eternity. And every single one is a candidate. Because every single one is a vessel. Is an earthen vessel carrying this treasure. Doesn't matter what size, what shape you are. How tall, how short, how wide. How dark, how light your color, 
how much hair you have, how little hair you have, it has nothing to do with it. You are a vessel, you are a container, and the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. The mighty third person of the Godhead. And most Christians are just busy playing church. And that's why this message is attacked. And that's why I'm going to preach it. I'm going to get attacked for the joy. I'm going to get attacked for prosperity. I'm going to get attacked for speaking in tongues. I'm going to get attacked for rolling on the floor, running around the building. I'm going to get attacked <laughs> for laying hands on the sick. I'm going to get attacked for casting out devils. I'm going to preach it. Because the only one who's going to attack is the devil. Prosperity, our birthright. Don't sell it for a bowl of soup or a cup of Starbucks coffee. So I want to challenge you to go into that secret place and press into the things of God. To get a hold of something in the realm of the supernatural that's going to accelerate your life. And God is going to get a hold of you and anoint you and use you mightily to do something big. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Stop your bickering and whining and your stinking thinking. Get out of it. Shake it off. Stop singing somebody done me wrong song. The dog died, the pickup truck broke down, and are you feeling a stirring right now? Hallelujah. By divine commission. And by divine mandate, I'm going to be preaching on prosperity for quite a while here because I'm just feeling this challenge by the Holy Ghost to just turn up the heat. You think I've offended people? You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't offend people just to be looking to offend people. It's just they're offended for the word's sake. I just preach it. Sometimes people manifest. They got passengers. Let them out because they're keeping you and holding you back. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.